You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome to another issue of Imagine If. We are here going to talk to you today about one of the greatest things in the world, comic books. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is Wonderful Wednesday. You should be excited. We're excited. We're always excited. Why? Because comic books are the greatest escape and it's a beautiful place to go to. <laughs> I mean, all the things that you're watching right now are all because of comic books. This so is true. You should remember that. Even though I'm not watching anything, I know my TV is full of comic booky goodness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, we are at the end of Crisis on Television. We got to see the trailer for uh, Wonder Woman 1984. We um, let's see what else. Well, I mean, the sheer fact that they had the anti-monitor at that size okay. doing what he did. All no. right, spoilers. <laughs> it's too soon. We won't talk about that. This just made me think of Cliff Robinson. Isn't that the actor's name from The Office? <laughs> wow. He or she is in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. Anyways. From The Office? Yeah. Remember when they did that when he was like, when he finally got moved into the building and he was recording and like he was doing his personal records. He's like, hey, you know what? Because he was reading that book, How to Maximize Your Time. And he's like, yeah, let's do a couple of pre-recorded things. Mm. Um, and so he was like, yeah, he or she must be in a lot of trouble <laughs> because of he or she's actions. <laughs> so anyways, uh, just maybe, hey, you know what I'm saying to you. The no, rest I of know these exactly people do, yeah. are probably like, poor Chris is having a stroke right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, it's, it's, it's been uh, it's been an interesting time and uh, we got a lot going forward. So let's go wow. ahead and get into... Uh, the spinner rack for this new comic book Wednesday. All right. So you're at your comic book store. What should you do? What should you get? What should you buy? As much as you can because the holidays are coming close. So watch out. Christmas is just around the corner or whatever you celebrate is just around the corner. Buy gifts. Give. Give me stuff. No, but anyways, okay, so from DC Comics, what's out there? Batman and the Outsiders issue eight, which will continue on the adventures of Black Lightning and all the other Outsider characters as well. Um, very, very beautiful cover. It looks like, um, I want to call her Cassandra Kane. There we go. I was going to say Batgirl. But it looks like Cassandra Kane is definitely taking the focus on this current story arc. Batman, Curse of the White Knight, number five of eight. So the Sean Murphy-verse is rolling along and picking up steam. And there's even more excitement. Why? Because we know there will be a Batman beyond the White Knight or something to that mm -hmm. effect. But we're going to get a volume three. So that's awesome. So definitely, definitely exciting stuff there. Uh, Batman's Grave, part three of 12 is out. This is the joint production with Brian Hitch on art. And then bringing in uh, Warren Ellis on writing. So if you want to see a Batman story that is outside the norm but still in continuity, if that makes sense, that is the way to get it. Um, this is a speculation, but there is going to be a um, – if you're watching your news right now, like real-world news, there's a lot going on in our world. And it's up to you to decide how you want to look at stuff. But right now, uh, Frank Miller is back at it again. 
So this is scary. I'm not going to buy it, but I'm telling you because you never know. So The Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. Uh, I believe this is going to be a one shot. And so basically, uh, Frank Miller returns to his Dark Knight universe. Um, The Dark Knight 3, The Master Race has ended. It's three years in that universe's time. Uh, Laura has spent time learning how to be more human. So I imagine this is a new character who falls out of it. So anyways, you're going to get a new Batman adventure. Uh, This one has art by... um, Oh my gosh, is it? It's Raphael Albuquerque? No. Uh, Raphael Grandpa. There we go. Raphael Grandpa. So, anyways, uh, but there was an uh, there was a cover they drew. I don't know if it got pulled, but one of them definitely led to like the protesters, if I remember correctly, in China, like that very much spoke to them. So there was oh, okay. it was up there. So if you are shopping market stuff, uh, I would definitely be looking for the Raphael Grandpa cover. Uh, that one's going to be tough to find. But speculation corner. There you go. Detective Comics one thousand seventeen. That still blows my mind when I'm saying these four digits. <laughs> I mean, like get over it already but still it still blows my mind uh so anyways um yeah this issue will have two it will it'll be a tom taylor issue uh tom taylor is one of he's a fantastic gentleman i, I very much follow his work and i love it so anyways uh this is the dead of winter and a child has gone missing from the martha wayne orphanage so what's gonna happen how is batman gonna get in on this so this is gonna be some fantastic stuff so if you kind of want to just uh you know, one of those classic like this. This almost takes me back to when they would do those like Christmas themed comic books. So I almost feel like this is going to be one of those. So you know, if you want to pick that up, uh, it's exciting. You know, Tom Taylor. He, you can't lose when it comes to him. So I definitely recommend it. What did they ever uh, <laughs> res- resolve that the the idea that there was um, uh, oh, what is Bruce's father's name? Thomas Tom, Thomas Wayne Jr. in the the orphanage like left behind that like did they ever resolve that in the detect- detective comics oh god I think I remember what you're talking because didn't he turn out to be like he was Owlman but it wasn't like the Earth 3 Owlman there was something to that yeah is that what it no. was no well I think so I mean like they tug at that string so many times where mm. it's like hey let's bring back that forgotten Thomas Wayne Jr. and play with it um, so I, short answer is no Unless I missed it, but yeah, I don't think mean, anybody because I think that wasn't that kind of like a Jeff Johns. Well, wasn't plot that line? Wasn't that like during the time when they were doing that whole like? Is but no, it wasn't. It Scott Snyder when it was during the Court of Owls. Oh and, yeah, I think you're right because he was the crazy guy who was like, "I'm gonna get my place." Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, no, I don't think it got resolved. I mean, unless they did one of those cheesy where it's like, "No, the guy was just crazy," but then there's that missing file, and it's mm-hmm. like, "No, that was the file." That so was the one. Basically, just just watch the Joker and uh, <laughs> uh, what was it, Ben? No, uh, uh, Fleck. Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck. There yeah. you go. That's who the guy was. He's just Arthur Fleck. So okay. <laughs> thinks, there you go. Everybody thinks they're the son of Thomas Wayne. <laughs> For that money, I would say I am too. <laughs> but anyway, so yes. Uh, let's see. Continue down the line. Uh, these are some great stocking stuffers. Dollar Comics, Tales of the Teen Titans, annual number three, one whole dollar. These are fantastic. You can buy them, give them to kids, put them in stocking stuffers, all kinds of fun stuff. And what's fantastic about this is this is actually the conclusion of a story arc. So... If you want to learn more about the Judas contract, but you don't want to get the primer, the first issue, you want to just see how it resolved, then this is the book for you. So I think this is really exciting, and this would also be the second appearance of Nightwing, the second appearance of Jericho, and 
the death of a titan. I won't tell you who because I want you to spend your buck. All right, moving along. Far Sector, 2 of 12. This is a Green Lantern-related book, but it is not your typical Green Lanterns. Uh, If I remember correctly, I think this is set in the future. So... Sojourner Joe Mjolnir, if I'm saying the name correctly, um, she has now been created, or she is now a Green Lantern, and she is solving the first murder in over 500 years. So this is uh, definitely, if there's rumor for this G5 thing, the next generation of heroes, people are looking to her to potentially be the next Green Lantern. So another Earth Lantern. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Yes. Um, So anyway, so yes, uh, moving along, Flash 84 will be out this week. Uh, Flash has been going through a couple of story arcs and I believe this one is the um, the rogues this is just okay sorry it's rogues reign so this is part three so the speed force is out of control and the rogues are out of control so what's Barry Allen gonna do so I know that at the end of Heroes in Crisis that uh, Barry was very much like Wally this is what you have to go do this is what you have to do while you have to you know pay for your crime and stuff like that right but now that Wally is dimension hopping instead of you know, being in jail, how does he feel? I don't think he knows. He doesn't know yet. I would say just because two things are happening. I don't think they share the same group editor. So nobody's talking to the writers of either set of stories. And then three, I don't know if they are. So maybe I was talking with you, but I was talking with somebody and it feels like there's a crisis coming. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that was us. We talked about that a couple Um, times. Just because there's so many things that are happening. And to last Sunday, Brian Michael Bendis posted on his Twitter that they had a meeting. And Superman 18, which comes out today, um, that issue is going to be triggering a lot of events. And these are events that we've seen before. You know, Superman revealing his identity, uh, things like that. So I don't know. Like, to me, there's something's got to be done with the flashes. Because... For there being a Flash family, I don't feel like I'm getting the family. I don't, you know, like, Jay is out there. He's in Justice League. But what's going to happen with that story arc being over? Um, Wally, like you said, he's dimension hopping. So will it matter? And again, we'll obviously see at the conclusion of the Flash Forward miniseries. So, um the other I Wally like is on Teen Titans still. Yeah, yeah, he's on Teen Titans going with their drama. Like, God, that group of kids feels like theirs is even worse. Like, the Teen Titans have always been like, yeah, we've had some situations, but God, these new groups, I feel like they're just really dragged. Now, them didn't Damien go with uh, older Jonathan with the Legion of Superheroes yes. over there? So is he still the leader of the Teen Titans? Yes. Okay. <laughs> because one is written by Brian Michael Bendis and the other one is the other schmuck who's got a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, no, yes, uh, Damien, uh, I believe, like I think the latest issue talked about like, hey, can I bring my best friend? And then issue three will play with that. Whether it sticks or not, that's going to be the big question. So, yeah. But anyways, yes, Flash 84 is out there. Flash Giant number two. So this is going to get confusing uh, if you're a fan of buying these giant editions. So I don't like with them calling this uh, giant number two. I don't. Okay, no, I apologize. No. So this is going to be the same stuff as the Walmart Giants. Uh, they're 100 pagers. So that's going to be the Flash stories that are out there. So, again, as always, 
These are classic reprints with new stories. Uh, I have no intel because the sad thing is when they put the giants out, they don't necessarily say who the creative is or what the story is. So buy it on a faith. But again, great gift ideas. $5 for 100 pages of comic books. Not bad at all. Uh, this is a neat one if you're looking for gifts. Green Lantern Rebirth the Deluxe Edition Hardcover. The deluxe editions, they're slightly bigger than your standard hardcover. Uh, they usually fill these up with extras. And it's Green Lantern Rebirth, the greatest story since... Flash I, I don't Rebirth? know. No, no, no God, no. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, this really saved... Uh, this saved Green Lantern, and I would argue that this really even probably saved DC Comics. Wow. Um, yeah, just because, I mean, you had one of your flagship characters. They didn't know what they were doing. And this is no fault to Kyle. This isn't a barb at him. It's just they didn't know what they were doing with the Green Lantern sector. And now it's like, boom, it got to a point where it was four or five comic book titles every month. You know, it's just now, unfortunately... They really they don't know what they're doing again. Like Green Lantern has folded itself into a corner. Um, I I wish they you know you have plenty of Green Lanterns do some stuff you know. But anyways, this is a great story. It's a beautiful story. It's near and dear to my heart. So definitely give that to somebody. Uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy number four of six is out, and this is again coming right out of the Heroes in Crisis as, as mentioned with Wally there previously. So what's going on with Harley and Pamela? I don't know, but it's going to be crazy. So go read it. Um, Harley Quinn villain of the year number one will be out. This is going to be dealing with obviously the infected and things like that. So it's going to be offbeat, which is exciting because it still um, has Amanda Connor attached to it. But basically Harley Quinn is going to have the villain's biggest night and who knows what she's going to do. Is she going to be helping the plan or setting it back? So it'll be interesting stuff. And if I remember correctly, boss logic uh, he will be doing a variant cover for this. So he's really starting to get some good work out there. So uh, I think that one's a comic book shop exclusive. So you're probably going to have to be looking online to see if you can find that. Hawkman number 19 will be out. Injustice 2 volume 6 will be out as a trade paperback. If I remember correctly, I think that concludes the Injustice world. Again, another beautiful, great story. Highly recommend. Justice League Odyssey number 16 will be out. Ocean Master will get his own year of the special, sorry, year of the villain one shot special. So if you want to see what's going on with him and how he upgrades the go for it. Supergirl number 37 will be out and this continues the adventures of the infected Kara. Superman number 18. Okay, this is the comic you buy and you send your kids to college because it's going to be worth so much. I don't say that in discourse. I mean it. It's actually going to be a big issue. Um, if I remember correctly, this is where Clark Kent goes public. I am Superman. So this is going to be big. This is where this is a launching point in the DC universe. So definitely see if you can get yourself one while you can. I mean, this worked out so well for Spider-Man over in the Marvel universe, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. And it's so funny because we just had, I mean, probably like maybe four to five years ago, you had truth where Superman revealed his identity. So it's, I don't know. I, I, it's tough because I can appreciate, like, I guess I'm upset with the state of Superman books because I went all in invested for Rebirth. And they were great stories, but it it was my Lois and Clark, but I didn't feel like they were my Lois and Clark. Um, I don't think they knew what they were doing when they were folding the Superman line into itself. So the fact that you have Superman and Lois living out in the farm, but it's not even Smallville was kind of a bummer. Um 
I don't know. It just went all over the place. And when Bendis got onto it, he really tried to bring it back to what it was. And it got me excited, but I just kind of fell out. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's all over the place. So, uh, But this is going to be one of those comics. Definitely you know, pick it up and see what you can do with it. So, but if you want to go to an exciting era of Superman stories, Superman, the city of tomorrow volume one will be out. And this actually takes us back to around the turn of the century. Uh, we will be going back to Y2K. This is when Jeff Loeb was writing the Superman adventures. Oh, goody. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then also Tales from the Dark Multiverse, the Judas Contract. So these Tales of the Dark Multiverse, honestly, I feel like they've been getting better each time. Um, like the last one, the Infinite Crisis was huge, obviously, because it dealt with the Blue Beetle. So I was hyped. But this time I'm very excited. Um, the stories are getting better with each round. So I am very excited to see what they will do with the Judas Contract, which is a very famous story um, that changed the titans in a lot of different ways uh, if we jump ship and we go to the other side of the fence over at marvel comics this week they will be giving us absolute carnage number four of five with a second printing so if you missed that or if you're collecting covers there you go amazing mary jane issue three will be out and i if i remember correctly i believe her story will be a mini series uh I, they are announcing it as a series but i think it's going to come to a conclusion but i could be wrong uh annihilation is out there annihilation scourge is happening so there's a big space event uh there are very um character driven focus books so this week we will be getting better ray bill getting his own one shot along with silver surfer getting another one shot as well Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda issue four will be out continuing the Black Panther team. Captain America issue 17 is out continuing on the man without a country man without a captain. All these crazy stories that are going on. Uh, if you are looking for like a deep seated spy thriller, Captain America, this is the time. This is very fun and exciting stuff. Captain Marvel will be out with issue 13 and a lot of neat things going on there with the character of star. So definitely keep a watch out for that. Doctor Doom issue two will be getting a second printing and a very beautiful cover by Salvador Laroca. Doom twenty ninety nine at number one will be out. Uh, it's twenty ninety nine time. Why? Because we are directly in the middle of one hundred and sixty years. Eighty years ago was Marvel, and eighty years from now will be twenty ninety nine. So they are doing a uh, a big event for it. I gotta say, I am kind of interested in Doom twenty ninety nine. When I was a kid, I remember when the 2099 line happened, and I was so excited for it, and I bought Spider-Man 2099 number one. I had that beautiful red foil cover. I bought Punisher 2099 number one. I had that one that had the nice <laughs> blue foil cover on it, and they were in my backpack, and I went to go to recess. like I was in elementary school at the time, and I went to go play, and I came back. Somebody yanked my comics. They were gone. I was so heartbroken. I couldn't afford to get them back again. So I quit those two titles. Uh, but luckily, somehow, I still had Dr. Doom. So I continued on with Doom 2099. I read at least the first arc. And I enjoyed it. Like, that one was cool because everybody else was brand new. Like, Miguel O'Hara, new character. Uh, I forget what Punisher's secret identity was, but he basically had the Frank Castle origin. But Doom 2099, that was my Doom in the future. And he's like, you will not bend... I will not bend to you. You will bend to me. And I was like, wow, this is like, this dude's crazy. So I am very excited to see what they're going to do in their one shot there. Excalibur number one will be getting a second printing. Fallen Angels issue three will be out. So both of those are tying into the Dawn of X, the new era of X-Men comics. Fantastic Four issue 17 will be out. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 14 will be out as well. Um, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man has been a fantastic read. Uh, very, this is the, uh, the street level emotional Spider-Man. Everything that's 
what's going on. But this time it's going to be tough because if I remember correctly, I think um, – so, oh, man, what was going – like he's on the trail of a killer um, and like – just it's going to be emotional like why did this person kill who they killed and things like that so it's going to be pretty wild it's going to be again another tugging at the heartstrings issue uh brought to you by tom taylor i get paid five dollars every time i say his name oh there you <laughs> go wish. uh ghost rider issue three will be out i am enjoying this book issues one and two have been exciting issue two ended on a cliffhanger danny ketch the second ghost rider was killed Woo, that's crazy. So I'm very excited to see what they're going to do here in issue three. Giant Size Defenders number three will get a facsimile edition. Um, I'm very proud that I now know how to say that word properly. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> um, this one is going to be reprinting Daredevil's first adventure with the Defenders. That's right. Marvel wants to prove to you that Defenders and Daredevil happened for a reason. It wasn't just because of Netflix. So uh, we get to see Daredevil interact with Doctor Strange. The Incredible Hulk and Namor, maybe Silver Surfer, I'm not too sure, but they are going to be going up against the Grandmaster. So it's going to be some cosmic adventures with some very street-level superheroes. So go get yourself that. The House of X, Powers of X hardcover is finally released. So if you were just tired of the X-Men changing because that's been the trend for the past eight years, I'd say... This is the change that will be permanent. So if you want to get your quote-unquote Bible and know what's going on in the X-Men universe, this is the place to start. Um, I initially just planned on buying the House of X books. Then I wound up ordering the Powers of Ten books as well. I enjoyed them. I think both series integrated very nicely. Uh, the hardcover is going to have a special new cover by Pepe Larraz. Um, I recommend picking up. It does have a $60 price tag, but that's probably going to be the cheapest way to get the whole story because what you're talking four ninety nine, so basically five dollars times twelve. So they sit about the same price, but you'll get all the covers. So that'll be very nice, and it's all collected for you in one sweet deal. So if you decide to trade weight, um, I wouldn't wait any longer. But I also understand, you know, wanting to get a softer cover edition. But uh, this is a great gift. Why? Because it'll go so well with that Green Lantern Rebirth Deluxe Edition. <laughs> Two amazing characters at their genesis. <laughs> I love that timing. Uh, Immortal Hulk issue 28 will be out as well. Marvel Masterworks will be returning with the Fantastic Four volume 21. That's crazy. And I'm so proud of Marvel to keep going on with those. Marvel's Avengers Iron Man. So if you are excited about the upcoming Marvel's Avengers video game, this will be the tie-in stories that go into it. Um, they don't really have any creative listed with it, so buyer beware. I, I don't think I'd be making the risk on that. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man issue 13 will be out as well. Morbius is coming back for his second issue. New Mutants number one will be getting a second printing, which is perfect because New Mutants issue three will be out. Punisher Soviet number two will be out. Um, Garth Enos is just a crazy dude, and he's writing a crazy dude like the Punisher. So we are <laughs> going to see the Punisher go up against his uh, Russian counterpart. So that's going to be pretty wild and territorial. Uh, Silver Surfer Black will be getting a Treasury Edition trade paperback. So that means it's going to be huge. Uh, and then the conclusion of Silver Surfer Black Issue 5 will be getting a second printing as well. 
Spider-Man 2099 number one will be out. <laughs> I'm not falling for that. <laughs> but uh, Spider-Man 2099 will be out. Uh, this continues on with the 2099 event as well. Just don't leave it in your backpack. That's right. Spider-Man and Venom Double Trouble number one will be getting a second printing. This is a cute little book. It looks like it's perfect to give to kids. It's got that fun, just cartoony style look to it. So if you're looking for something for the younger ones, there you go. Spider-Verse issue three of six will be out. We have the Spider-Verse going on again. Strike Force number four will be out. This continues the wacky adventures of of just a smorgasbord of Marvel heroes. Why are they together? Who knows? But it's crazy. Symbiote Spider-Man is back. That's right. This alternate take on Spider-Man is just going to keep going. Like, it's basically its own series. So right now we have Symbiote Spider-Man Alien Reality. So this is going to be like, I'm looking at, I think we're going to see a Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man, with the Venom symbiote, and he's going to be the Sorcerer Supreme. This is one powerful dude. So yeah, so I like I kind of regret not buying some of these adventures. So uh, that might be something worth checking out in trade. Fans of Tigra, all four of you, Tigra the complete collection will be out. So that's very interesting. What plans do they have for that character? Well, there was the animated TV show for Hulu that was that was supposed to be getting made. Uh, it was going to be Tigra and Dazzler uh, as a show, and this was going to be the first time that. Uh, the MCU, because this was a proper MCU show, even though it was animated, was uh-huh. going to have a mutant character, uh, you know, as a character, because that's because Dazzler is a mutant. She's an X Men. Yes. Um, but uh, as of this week, the showrunner has left. Her and her team have left the show uh, because of creative differences with um, Disney or whoever. Uh, so that show has been put on hold now. Mm, it was it was announced with like four other animated shows. There was the Modoc show. There was a oh who were the other who were the other oh the the not Lobo but um, She Hulk Howard the Duck. Oh okay Howard the Duck Howard the Duck and then there was another one I can't remember what the the fourth show was but yeah so there were supposed to be a whole bunch of animated shows that were going to be coming out. It was they were going to be called the Offenders. Yeah that's funny. <laughs> so but. Yep, no no more Tigra and Dazzler show. Well, so again, all four of you, don't worry. You'll at least have the complete collection of Tigra solo stories to help you through these dark times. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Okay, so again, if it comes down to spending some money, what can you do? You can go True Believer style. So these are the $1 reprints that'll help you out to get some comic books into your hands, along with some very fantastic stuff. So we will have Annihilus, number one, showcasing his first appearance. Man Wolf in Space. That's right. That rascally old J. Jonah Jameson has his son, John Jameson Jr., and he is the man wolf. So every time he goes out into space, he somehow gets a wolf virus and comes back to Earth. And it's just he's a wolf who wants pictures of Spider-Man. No. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that'll be there. Nova number one. So giving us the, uh, the first appearance of Nova. Again, I think we've talked about the story to death, but I always love it where Marv Wolfman was like, Stan, how can I get people to know that Nova is a male character? Because Nova could sound very feminine. What it, could I do, Stan? Yeah. Well, um, here you go, true believer. Just call him the man called Nova. And there you go. There you go. It's that simple. Yeah. And, and give me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, we'll have Omega. That's, that's Ditko's job. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Stan, uh, help yourself. Uh, uh, Annihilation Omega the Unknown will be happening. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I almost feel like they might be sneaking him into the Eternals stuff. I don't know much about Omega the Unknown. This is kind of like 
where comics got weird. Uh, so it's some crazy 70s stuff. So, But hey, it's out there. And then Quasar, his first appearance will be out reprinted as well. So all those are a dollar each. Valkyrie, The Adventures of Jane Foster, number six, will be out concluding the first story arc. Venom 19 will get a second printing. X-Force number one will get a second printing just in time for X-Force number three to be out. And then X-Force will be getting an epic collection. This will be volume two, which features stories from the Executioner song. So if you want to learn out the true... Uh, lineage of Cable, whether he's a clone, whether he's a summer or whatnot. I mean, we know the answers, but you can see those stories here. X-Men Reload by Chris Claremont will be getting its second volume, The House of M. So this will be going on when when Grant Morrison was writing the main X-Men books, they had Grant uh, Chris Claremont writing his own stories as well. Uh, Shattershot, Shattershot will be getting his own hardcover. And then Yondu issue one will be getting a second printing just in time for Yondu issue three. And that's what's on your spinner rack. That is a full spinner rack right there. It's the uh, holidays, man. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we talked about the new trailer for Black Widow that came out this week during the Brazil Comic Con Expo, I believe is what they call it, or something yeah, like that. Some effect, yeah. Uh, we had the trailer for uh, Wonder Woman 1984 come out. Yes. Wow. I mean, so one I want to say is that uh, a, not a lot, but a lot of the footage that you see in the trailer is stuff that I saw two San Diego Comic Cons ago when they brought footage for Wonder Woman 1984 while they were filming it to wow. the con. So, like the stuff where you see where she's walking through a mall. Uh-huh. in her new 80s garb and all that her, well or her, her linda new, it was a throwback dress but yeah oh but, no and the gold armor the gold no okay. not the gold armor no, but okay. the, it's it's the blue red and gold uh suit that she she wore in the first movie but it's much more colorful like mm-hmm. the colors are like pop or we're out more. of the yeah we're out of the snyder we're out of the snyder verse <laughs> and, and that's definitely what you saw in the, in that version but yeah it's like this is crazy just thinking about it. i saw that whole scene there's a whole scene where she fights a bunch of bad guys that are trying to stick up a mall uh in in uh that was two years ago or two comic cons ago so Jeez, that's crazy. Uh, it's gonna be yeah it's 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 quite it's really crazy that that's Still, that movie still hasn't come out yet. I'm surprised they sat on it. Like, I mean, honestly. But then again, I mean, there's been so much changes at Warner Brothers Main. So yeah. I guess I could see why. But I tell you what, that trailer hyped me up. I mean, to see Wonder Woman web slinging across lightning. <laughs> wow. That was insane. Uh, Chris Pine is back. You know, the actor is in it. This is exciting. Why is he in it? I don't know. But, you know, and then that son of a gun, Max Lord, is going to be there as well. And Pedro he's like Pascal. a self-help guru kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, so it's funny. You did call me out on it. And you're right. I did. I, I totally thought he was going to be. Godfrey G. Gilbert Godfrey, uh, just because that's how Godfrey yeah, is. Like exactly. he, he sells you on this idea of I will help you submit to me, and there you go. And it's kind of like that looks like him, the blonde hair and everything, because he is blonde looking. Yeah, He's not why did brunette, he change it to brown? Blonde. Yeah. So yeah, it's a blonde for so, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, but I am excited because the history as we've gone through an extension in the last month with uh, Maxwell Lord and Wonder Woman, that's gonna be some. <laughs> Oh, that could be very uh, spine tingling. So yeah, as we talked about uh, Maxwell Lord and his relationship to Wonder Woman in the, in the past issues of uh, Imagine If, Maxwell Lord's got mind control powers. Yes. So that could very much explain why she is seeing a Steve, Steve Trevor, Trevor uh, who was supposed to have died during World War One. Like, no. how is that a possibility that he's there? Obviously, it's comic books. There's many a possibility. Oh yeah, that he totally. Could be there. But uh, we'll. I don't know. What's your your best get? Is that your best get? So, so I'm thinking that, yeah, like I kind of feel like 
it'll be interesting because like again, what we, we see limited stuff, but I almost wonder, you know, like because it felt like he like to me, my gut told me it felt like Wonder Woman will submit to Max Lord to have Steve Trevor alive. So that's how he gains his control over her. But he can't resurrect the dead, but he can control your mind. So I almost feel like he might be doing like a mastermind thing where it's like, I'm making you see me as Steve, and then he's just playing the part right. so he can gain her trust and have her do what he wants her to do. And the other, one of the other things that we saw in the trailer is uh, we saw a lot of, um, oh, I can't think of the actress's name now, but she's playing Minerva. Kate, right? No. No. You're mind. thinking of Kate McKinnon, <laughs> who was also in Ghostbusters with her. Uh but yeah, I don't know what Allison Wig. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Kristen Wig. Kristen Wig, yes. Kristen Wig is playing Cheetah. Yes. And uh we didn't see Cheetah. We well, just we seen Minerva. See her, yeah. Yeah. So do you think we're gonna get uh Cheetah by the end of this movie? Oh yeah. No, um the properties uh they spoiled it already. Like I think there's like a coffee mug out there that shows the movie Cheetah. So we've kind of seen oh, a I didn't glimpse know that. of that. Yeah, like it's it's out there. It didn't look too spectacular, but it's kind of it's that animated style look of it. So it's not like the full final product. So we have an idea what it'll look like, how well it's going to translate on screen. I don't know, but yeah, that coffee mug didn't look too appealing. But again, <laughs> it's too early to say. I mean, that could just be something else, you know. But yeah, um, but no, I think we definitely will see her in Cheetah. Um, that's going to be a cool fight. Because they really beefed up Cheetah to the point where she's fast, like she can hold her own against Reverse Flash. So it's right. like, hmm, this will be very interesting to see Wonder Woman and Cheetah go up against each other. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, it's definitely a hyped up uh, trailer. I mean, the show, the movie hasn't come out for almost half a year. It yeah. doesn't until like <laughs> next summer, I think. So th- there you go. We'll have to wait to see what that is when it comes out. Um. Also, we debuted, or we didn't debut, but they debuted a trailer, teaser trailer for season two of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Don't know if you had a chance, if you've watched season no, one I still have at all. <laughs> um, I should have to say is that they picked one of the best actors they could have to play Homelander, uh, Anthony Starr. He is, the way that he just pulls off sincere and crazy at the same time yeah, right. is, is pretty great and like the one of the scenes that you see in the trailer is like him floating down in a very superman-esque but he's just covered in blood and it's just it's it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome so i'm i'm super hyped for the rest to see what season two does with that show uh season three i just thought was really or season one i just thought was really good yeah, no, it, you you sell it well. I would love to make some time for it, uh, just because even the production of it, it's like wow, they're showing powers, so mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, with any other big things that you were excited about, I that- guess just tossing it out there. I gotta say, I think it's so cool that we are seeing bits and pieces of Kingdom Come come to our screen. Oh, that's right. You know, so thanks to the DCCW Crisis on Infinite Earths, we will see Brandon Routh as Kingdom Come Superman. Uh, we will see Kevin Conroy as Kingdom Come Bruce Wayne. And thanks to the Wonder Woman 84 trailer, we have seen Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman in the Kingdom Come Wonder Woman armor right. with the wings. With like, the wings that and the helmet. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I just I think that's great. Like I'm super hyped. Um, I hope next. So in 2020, uh, McFarland Toys will be taking over the master license for DC Toys. 
God, I hope they give me some cool action <laughs> figures. Like I, I'm just going to be so excited about that. So like, it's blowing my mind to realize that things like Crisis on Infinite Earth, Infinity Gauntlet, and Kingdom Come are starting to be vernacular that's being used. That's just wow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go into our meat of our episode this week. Um, next week, we have scheduled to talk to uh, comic book creator Matthew Rosenberg. Yes. Yeah, this is really cool. Um, he's written a lot of, he's done independent stuff and he's done mostly a lot of Marvel work as well. Uh, we have talked about some of his stories in the past and it's going to be exciting to have a sit down with him and, and talk comics. Yeah, we get to sit down and talk comics with uh, someone that's in the big show, if you want to say. Um, I know a few times that we've talked about his particular stories in this in this show uh when you've tweeted out the hey this is the episode where we talk about this this show and he he's responded to you before so that's pretty awesome yeah no he's 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 appreciated the fact that yeah when we did some of our roundtables at FanQuest, mm-hmm. diane store uh we did our x-men themed ones talking about you know the current state of x-men as he was helming it and yeah we would put it out there and he would he'd lovingly respond you know he would heart it and tweet it and all that fun stuff so that's cool like the man is very He's very grounded. Uh, he, he's he's definitely a newer generation of writers, so it's like I know how to use this Twitter thing as opposed to like, you know, some people like like I bumble through Twitter. I I don't know what I'm doing. I I'm lucky. <laughs> it's definitely working out for you. So uh, let's start out. Let's start there at the at the X Men stuff. What was it that we were talking about during those roundtables that was involving Matthew Rosenberg's story. So if you are looking at um, Matthew Rosenberg for his X-Men stuff, I would recommend to point you in the idea of the New Mutants Dead Souls. So that was a miniseries that was aimed for a... um, Gosh, once upon a time, there was supposed to be a New Mutants movie. Yep. So that was the miniseries that would kind of tie into it, making the New Mutants relevant, or at least you know giving them a moment. Uh, he is also responsible for Phoenix Resurrection, the return of Jean Grey. She had been gone for over 10 years, and he finally brought the character back to the mainstream Marvel 616 universe. And this is just Jean Grey. This is not Jean Grey freaking out and worrying if she'll be a Phoenix. This is a stronger Jean Grey. And then by that point, uh, he also helped to relaunch the 2018 run of X Uncanny X-Men, finally bringing that title back because uh, it had been sleeping for a while due to Marvel and Fox issues. Uh, so he was at first one of the co-writers that helped helm the Age of X-Men and then finally became the solo writer and ushered in the era of Cyclops and just the ragtag team of X-Men that were doing the last stand before they all got Hickmaned. So yeah, that would definitely be like some of his major hits on the X universe. So the very, the big fallout out of, of uh, his run on X-Men is it still canon? Is it still around? Cause the Hickman came in and changed everything with the new, uh, the new canon of Genosha and pod yeah. babies and resurrections and, you know, it, it's weird because looking at it like, so I was I was recently flipping through it, um, getting some research over HOX, POX, you know, House and Powers. And it's funny because I think it was issue 10 of House, and that's the one where Moira starts revealing that she's actually a mutant and she has 10 lives. And as I'm reading the issue and I'm looking through the art, you know, they had a, a big splash page. Uh, Pepe Larraz was the artist on that one. Beautiful stuff. 
and you know we see like the original 05 X-Men the uh, Genesis the new Genesis the second Genesis X-Men team so the international X-Men the Phoenix 5 and all these things and it's like she's talking about it like it happened so I'm like okay that feels like that's the 616 so this being Moira's sixth life is that what we've witnessed you know so it's honestly it's hard to tell if like what what Stan and Jack did even counts. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, all of it's up in the air and it hasn't been a pressing issue to determine what it is. Like right now, it's just like, you read these X-Men books we give you and you like it. Because <laughs> Hickman, like, I mean, he even put out a tweet where he's like, I'm trying to get fired. So if you don't like what I'm writing, tough, you know? And it's like, <laughs> wow, this is wild. Um, but Hickman's notorious for that. Like he loves to do a lot of world building, uh, a lot of crazy stuff. Like when he took over Avengers, it became a universe book into itself. And the X-Men have always been notorious for doing that anyways. So why not? Um, So, you know, in my opinion, as a professional collector, I would say, yes, it counts. Every story counts. Uh, It does make sense that it happened. And it would be very interesting at some point, like, will there ever be, like, how much time happened between Rosenberg's issue 18, I think, or no, 20, of uncanny x-men all the way to house of x number one how much time elapsed because for us it was a week but comics yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i also want to bring up his uh multiple man yes i just saw that yeah like that book was very out there and very cool like i i was i remember reading through that miniseries and you know you get jamie madrix but different versions of him uh, as you would get with multiple men, yeah. but each one having a different uh, personality. S- well, personality and secondary power, so to speak. Like you have the Jamie Madrix, it's also the Sor- Sorcerer Supreme, and he's got you know Doctor Strange powers, and then you got the one that's uh, got the what's that um, alien that is oh warlock warlock the, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the techno stuff yeah the techno stuff on him so it, it was just it was cool it was a cool little book and it was interesting and you know jamie magic stories are always kind of kind of out there just because you're dealing with the the multiple man and the, the what, what that could consist of he is such an out there character like this just mopped in my mind and i'm like you would like you gotta you should write this it would be fun plastic man and multiple man like they need to do a team because they're of that caliber, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because Jamie, he's a detective. Like people forget that, you know, X Force invest- investigations. But yeah, that's right, and that that's even right too because at that point, Jamie was dead. Yeah. Uh, he died, I think, during Death of X as well with Cyclops. So he was dead. That book resurrected him because at the time, um, James Franco was cast as yep. multiple man multiple so man yeah. that was going to be a thing um, in some alternate universe people are watching that um but yeah so that miniseries brought it back and what was really exciting was i believe that miniseries also ties into the uncanny run so like yeah matthew like his setup for these books also was set up for the upcoming future run of uncanny which is pretty wild i was uh i was also interested in seeing that he did a new volume of the secret warriors book because i remember when i was when i was collecting the the first uh volume of secret warriors where you first got introduced to quake and well i guess it wasn't the introduction of quake because she came in during secret war well but we get to see more of her leadership yeah her leadership and then you had phobos the son of uh Ares. Ares, and you had the what was it druid who was the 
the grandson of somebody Druid, yeah. in Hellfire, which was the grandson of uh, the Phantom Rider. You know, there was a whole bunch of uh, legacy stuff. Legacy stuff. That was that was the cool thing about that book. I don't know anything about his run on Secret Warriors, though. It, I don't it, know. That, that was something I didn't really follow because... Even the era of Secret Wars you're talking about, I think I bought like the first six issues. I was like, I didn't read any of these. What am I doing? So I <laughs> cut it. Um, so I don't know if the book stayed that way. Like, was it just a title legacy carryover or did it revisit that era of those Secret Wars? So unfortunately, that, yeah. that just didn't make my, my pile. Uh, but right now, he is currently handling the Annihilation uh, Scourge episodes. So... He wrote the Alpha, the Nova, the Nova, and then the ones that are released today with Better Ray Bill and um, oh my gosh, uh, Silver Surfer. So he's got that going. So he's definitely he's he's all over the place. I mean, you know, he's got Rocket Raccoon uh, listed as one of his books he wrote. Um, I wish Sam was here tonight. Um, the Punisher is one of the books that he does as well. Um, so I forget. I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to use the internet. Um, I don't know if he did the Punisher in the War Machines shoot. Yeah, he did. Uh, Punisher War Criminal. So Matthew Rosenberg was the guy who said, hey, War Machine's dead. Let's put him in that armor. So he helmed that. So, right, yeah. Uh, he wrote issues of the 2016 series and then relaunched with the 2018 series. And I believe he's still writing some of that. Um Punisher is definitely very street savvy because they had Danny Ketch Ghost Rider guest appear. And so I, I picked up the the last bits of that arc and it was cool. It was very grim, very noir. So very, very wild stuff there. Uh, he also wrote some Kingpin stuff as well. So he's definitely, he's, he's very much invested in crime, which kind of like, I, I will definitely try to sit down and read this, but he's got his four kids walk into a bank. So I believe that is image. If I'm correct, I could be wrong, but uh, that looks pretty wild too. So it's, it's released as a trade paperback. So if anybody else is very curious to get some info on that as well. So I'll probably. I like to, yeah, I'd like to check like, that out. Like check that as well. Yeah. So one of the stories of his that I do know well is the, what was it? the What's the name? Tales of, of Suspense. Tales of Suspense. Yeah. It's That's this. right. When Marvel was doing the whole legacy, when that was going to be their version of Rebirth, uh, they brought back the Tales of Suspense title. I believe what? It started with like issue 100 and then it went to 101, 105. <clears throat> and yeah, he, oh, I love that one because that was Hawkeye and Winter Soldier. So those two wildly rascal lovers of the Black Widow teamed up to have their own hygiene adventures. Now, I know that it's not uh, a big phenomenon at this point in comic books that, to have a character that's died and then come back to life. But uh, with this particular book being about the fact that Black Widow just and died Tasha in Se died in Civil War Two. Yeah, was it Civil War Two or Secret Empire? Civil War. Oh, it was Secret You're Empire. Right. It was Secret Empire. Yeah, because so, that was the death that kind of brought them all together to fight. Yeah, because it was such cap, a goofy evil. death. Yeah, and he was supposed to kill Miles, and he winds up punching Natasha just square to the point where it killed her, and it's <laughs> like. It looked weird in the panel. I mean, it's better art than I'll ever draw, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she's returned from the from the dead, and and you have Hawkeye who died during uh, disassembled because of um, the, uh, Wanda's powers, uh, and then you have uh, Bucky who famously died during Captain America's <laughs> you know first run during World War II and uh, was brought back to life by Russians. So 
these are three characters that are all, you know, have experienced death and come back to life and dealing with why it is that Natasha's back. Like Clint's the one that's like, no, 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 she's back. Like it's her. She's alive. She's alive. I'm going to find her. And Bucky is just like, no, I'm just kind of carrying out the last kind of stuff that she wanted me to carry out for her. Taking care of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, loose ends. One of the things that I really, I, I guess, I mean, I like that book throughout all the way through, but the end, I don't know how I feel about her picking Buck over Hawkeye, over it's Clint. It's a smart choice. <laughs> I guess that's where we fall, is that I'm, I'm a Clint fan and you're a, you're a Buck fan. Yeah. But I just, I just, to me, it was a weird, the way that, I, I like the way that he wrote it, of mm-hmm. the whole, uh, you know, I have to do this on my own, blah, 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 and then, and then his note, Bucky's note says, oh, yeah, it says the exact same thing. When actuality says, meet me here, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, here's what's going on. Yeah. Like, so to you, is it because Clint Clint Barton represents that adv- costume adventurer side of her life, whereas Bucky is the spy part of her life? I think that definitely helps. <clears throat> like, I mean, if you look at the publications at the time, you have Hawkeye is coming off of Matt Fraction, and uh, I forget who the follow-up writer is, but he's wearing the Arrow shirt. Yeah. You know, he's goofy. You know, even if we remember in the series, you know, he crashes a funeral to basically be like, this guy's not dead. It's all BS. <laughs> and so, yeah, if you're a, a spy, you don't like guys like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so Clint has kind of like, because to me, when I think of Clint, I go back to Avengers volume three and like he's wearing the purple costume with the Wolverine ears and the, the weird drape in the front. That's how I picture Hawkeye. Nowadays, I don't see, you know, the, 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 the MCU version that he's kind of become the ultimate version that he's kind of become. I just, I don't see that. So yeah, like to me, it makes sense that she's going to go with Buck because Hey, we're, we're spies. This is what we do. You know, Hawkeye is not going to kill Bucky and Natasha will kill, you know, like that way you don't have that nagging conversation, you know, so it, it makes sense. Plus, even to again, at the, the publication side of things. So uh, Hawkeye is going to go into the West Coast Avengers series that launched out with of Kate it. Bishop. Yeah. And uh, Nat- and, and Natasha at the time, she had her book with Mark Wade and Chris Samney, and they kind of had Buck being a character in that as well. So, so did we did we see more fallout uh, from that book? Did did Natasha and and Buck go on to do more things together? They did more stuff together, but just because that writer set had it, not because of the book, unfortunately, which was kind of a bummer. Because it'd be interesting to see, like, do you reference that letter? Because even something I was wondering, like, if you could dip, if you go all the way back to the first uh, maxi, not maxi series, but ongoing series of the Winter Soldier back when it was Ed Brudebaker. In it, they had a story arc, and it's funny because I forget the number of the issue, but it's the cover where you typically see this guy without a mask pointing a gun at you and then Natasha hugging him. Everybody uses that cover, and they're like, yeah, this is the Winter Soldier. It's not the Winter Soldier. (laughs) The guy in that cover is one of those sleeper Winter Soldiers that they hinted at, like a la Civil War, the movie. And so it's like, I I laugh when people use that, you know, it's like, oh, this is Superman. No, that's that's uh, that's crime syndicate. Superman (laughs) using the wrong stuff. Um, But anyways, in that story arc, Natasha, like I forget how she got injured. And in order to save her, the cost was her losing her memories of Buck. 
So she'll be alive and she'll remember Captain America. She'll remember Daredevil and all those gentlemen, but she does not remember Buck. And so that's how they wrote her out of the book, out of his life. And then all of a sudden they're back and they remember everything. And I'm kind of like, well, then how did she get those memories? How did that happen? So that could be something I missed because I think she had at least two at least one miniseries and maybe another ongoing series from that. But yeah, unfortunately the, 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 the story it's its own animal and it just kind of, I mean, it was a great play. I would love a sequel. I think he did great. And this is a great point because January 1st is a, it's doing the smart thing for 2020. It's going to land on a Wednesday. So it'll be a brand new comic book day. And Matthew Rosenberg will be starting his run on a Hawkeye book, Hawkeye Freefall. So maybe we will see some of those plot threads picked up in his book. So the only DC property showing that he is a writer on, and I, I don't know this book at all, but it's Black Canary, a new story. Uh, new killer star. I don't know where this book falls in line. If it's if it's uh, New Fifty Two or Rebirth, um, and it I think it's only it's I think that's the name of the the, the yeah it's the name the of the arc, trade the so trade. He did one issue, and this would be Black Canary issue nine from the 2015 series. So yeah, this would have been Rebirth. Rebirth. Yeah. So I think this is kind of the the Black Canary that was like I'm a jazz singer. Like when they were kind of doing that, is a pop singer. Yeah, pop singer. Yeah. Like she, yeah, she was. She was more of a singer who fights crime at night as well. But I yeah. think that was that was that was that was out of New Fifty Two. Oh, that was all New Fifty Two. Yeah. Before that, she was a florist who dealt with Green Arrow's <laughs> crap and was a cool hero. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, he has one DC property to his name. Like that's interesting that it's it's Black Canary and it's one issue out of a story arc. Yeah. Like was was uh what's the other guy Brendan Fletcher. Like was he just like oh I I you know is this the one issue that's like the the offshoot is the 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 little bit of tie in like they the filler for the rest of the the story arc odds probably are yeah because if you look at the trade the insides are Batgirl and the Birds of Prey Rebirth number one so I apologize it looks like it was some uh, Rebirth stuff then oh okay but then Black Canary 2015 so that would have been either at the launch of rebirth or at the very end probably actually i think yeah this falls under the dcu banner i don't know if you remember when they did that I do that tagline so it collects black canary from the 2015 run issues 8 through 12 uh gotham academy from 2014 with issue 17 so this is very much a foreign black canary to us like not our typical dino lance so yeah who knows and it looks like it's just like hey let's let's capitalize like this probably was when they were making announcements of black about black canary like either for the harley quinn film or something big was going to happen to her in the arrow show uh, we also have a uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Temple book, Dark Temple book that he that he was a writer on, and uh, Archie's, like the Archie's, like it, as the band part of Archie comics, like that's interesting. Hey, I, I tell you what, like, um, gosh, I think it is just Archie Publications yeah. now. They are really doing a great job with taking that property line and making it big. And they have their own multiverse, man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, they've been doing some wild stuff. Like, I mean, for a while there, I was following it when they were even taking the old Pep Heroes, the Shield, mm-hmm. Comet, and all those guys. They were doing some cool stuff there, and I was trying to follow along. It's just, it was... Ra- <coughs> excuse me it was rather unfortunate that they just didn't keep the publishing continuous but i mean yeah honestly ever since riverdale they are fearless it's like hey let's do this let's put it out there and see what happens 
So yeah, there. I mean, the Jedi Fallen Order. That'd be interesting to talk to him too about because the the movie coming out coming right coming out uh, right around now. Uh, what is it that you're most excited to talk to him about next week? I guess in all honesty, like I do want to pick his brain on the new Hawkeye book. I want to ask him what he's got going on. Uh, if I, as a Winter Soldier fan, should keep an eye out, um, I do. I am excited to ask him about. Uh, the Tales of Suspense run because I really enjoyed that arc. I thought it was fun. It was just it was that buddy cop I wanted, you know. So that was great. And then I want to ask him about the X Men run. You know, I mean, he's the guy who shot Cyclops. You know, like why does Hope shoot Cyclops? Like, you know, I I read the issue. I know why, but like, how does that come about in the discussions? And you know, like, I mean, I felt bad for him because I enjoyed that run. Um, I, I I can definitely say I think I'm in the minority when it comes to the X Men fan base, uh, just because when I go on the message boards and Twitter, I don't necessarily agree with some of the opinions that are out there. I take the stories at face value. Um, I do get a little bit of the behind the scenes of it, so I understand what drives it. Uh, I do agree there are some times where characters are speaking inconsistent, which is a bummer because that's supposed to be an editor's job, but things happen. Uh, I, I generally try to keep my glass half full and enjoy it because I've plunkered down some cash. I should be happy. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun to talk to him about that. Cause for me, like I, I laugh, um, because I, I loved my symmetry with, you know, comic books. So obviously Cyclops being dead, he comes back to us in, um, we, we, we read the, uh, X-Men. Oh God. What was the extermination event? Um, that was a five part miniseries written by Ed Brisson. Uh, then he goes on to write the uncanny X-Men annual number one, which I don't know why they didn't collect those six issues together. That would have been perfect, but they didn't. And that's a shame. Marvel, <laughs> um, hinted, um, but anyways, that all spins out into Matthew's run, and I enjoyed it. Like, the first issue, I was blown away by it. I loved how Cyclops responded, um, uh, the influences of Emma Frost and all the other characters, and finally seeing Gene and Scott reunited, like, 17 years, I think it was. That was insane. Like, they're both alive, and, you know, the big famous kiss, and... They made sure to draw Emma and Wolverine in that page, and they're kind of not too happy about it. <laughs> so it's just it'll be neat to talk to him about that and ask him like, "Hey, you're a fan. What were highlights? What were things that you enjoyed? You know, like did you, you know, when did you get assigned? You know, New Mutants, Astonishing X Men, um, uh, Multiple Man. Did you get assigned those books because the stuff he wrote for him, even Phoenix, the Resurrection of Jean Grey." Those, like I said, they fed into the main universe of comics. So that's really cool because sometimes they just put out arcs and assignments and you never know what happens. So that definitely did some world building to lead to his run. Very cool. All right. So if you have any questions for uh, Matthew Rosenberg that you'd like us to ask ask of him, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Michipedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. You can also find Chris online at... Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Stuff I Should Say, Should Being Spelled S-H-U-D. And make sure you check out his writings at... Yes, I, I like to put out some writings every now and then when I dabble. Uh, please check out the articles as they are on the Geekly Media website. So check all the stuff out there. And I also do some comic reviews on adventures in poor taste as well. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network on our website, geekleetmedia.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. 
this concludes our broadcast.